it to you today. Got some upticks? No, some upvotes. Some upvotes? Yeah, Luna Reddit lingo, bro. All right, man. What was it about? It's just about how awesome it is that we're bringing soccer back to South Florida. It was a post about an MLS podcast and people wanted to go ahead and get a little bit more familiar with what all goes into it. And the post was about Inner Miami podcast. So come check us out. Learn a little bit about the team. Beer. <clears throat> Beer. Beer goes into it. Beer goes into it. And on that note... I gotta finish this one first. Ah, that's fine. Episode 10, shout out Three Kings Home Brewery. Episode DS. Yes, as that is. Look at that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Ever since Jay and I started the podcast, we've actually been catching up on our Spanish. Ten hours, basically. Ten hours of listening to us. And our viewers are growing substantially. It's going to be a very special episode. It's the hottest one yet. Well, yeah, it's the best it's one. Kind of, it's it's you know it's very we're hitting the threshold that we were uh, we were looking forward to. I do, you know. Oh, I guess we should. I want to apologize to everyone for the hiatus. I, there was a, a a solid break here, Thanksgiving, coming back after that, then some work travel. We we haven't been able to to really connect on this one. We we had some stuff planned. More work popped up, had to reschedule, so sorry to uh, to all of the, the listeners out there. We do apologize for that break, but we are back. We're back and, and better we, than ever. We are. We're coming in full force. We, we really are. We've got some awesome things uh, lined up over the next few weeks. We think our viewers will be very, very, uh, you know, entertained with, with what we got coming up. It's going to be fun times ahead. Yes, but as Jay said, we had a little bit of gap in time. Help you get your feet under you, or you know, maybe digest that Thanksgiving meal. I if mean, you haven't, that was I mean, only a few three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, if you haven't digested already, go to the doctor. Yeah, it's been a mess, honestly, since Thanksgiving, but a mess of goodness. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you folks out there were able to check out the Art Basel uh, week down in Miami. That was a hell, hell of a spectrum down there. It was great. I ate the banana. Was that you? That was me. Mm. Actually, you know I what? I did it for the squad. We're not going to cuss on this pod. We're, we're going to go Dude, we'll we're gonna go clear. We're not going to go explicit checkbox. This will be on the only release. episode we did not mark explicit. Well, that's true. We're two and a half minutes in. If it can be done. We have uh, succeeded thus we're, far. Go, go to the good. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> back to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington alongside with the one, the only, Mr. Alex Papa George. Hello there. Coming to you from sunny South Florida per usual. Uh, got some new equipment actually, so we're trying to figure out these volume levels precisely, both on the machine and with our adjustment to the mic, but bear with us. Uh, before we do dive into anything, I do want to give a shout out to our friends in North and South Holland, also known as the Netherlands, but commonly referred to as the Dutch. The du- I think they have like three different names actually. I just broke it down there. No way. There's a North and I a South Holland. It's the Netherlands collectively. I'm back. They go by the I'm Dutch. back. I'm back. Just in time to say, for those of you who do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or drop us a line at our Gmail, thank you. We always enjoy some user feedback and user content. If you DM us on the Instagram, uh, as you know, we're pretty conversational. We're definitely kicking you with you guys and, and talk things through and different ideas of what's going on. You can follow us if you don't at Inner Miami Podcast, or you can just hit the subscribe button so you can tune in every time Jay and Alex get on the mic. You can, you can. But thank you, Netherlands, for tuning in. Another country. It's uh, pretty nice to see this thing grow. And I've always been a fan of Vashi Schneider mm. and Ian Robin. Mm. 
That was some accent right there. Yeah. I mean, hell, Clarence Seedorf. Let's get it, dude. Where, where I, are you from again? AC Milan. That dude was a legend. Yeah. Well, as Jay puts his pants back on, um, we're going to go ahead and get into what has happened in the last three weeks. Uh, a lot of exciting news here. Um, first and foremost, uh, really hope a bunch of you got out to Vice City's event. Uh, that was the Kings of the Court last Saturday. We're recording this on a Tuesday here, December 17th. So that was last weekend. Uh, I know that they were doing a lot of kind of marketing to go into that event. Sound like it was a great time. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted, you know, our listeners here on, you know, next upcoming events so you guys can get out there again. Go ahead and check out one of the four supporters groups. Um, great group of guys and you will not waste your time. You will not. I was actually bummed I did not get to make it to that event. I was fully uh, planning on going, but HOA policies changed. We had to do some renovations. Uh, and I also had to miss out on Premier League Mornings Live, which really sucked. But Chelsea did not win, so we will not be too upset about that. And I heard it was so packed that it was well, a kind of sketchy environment. But, uh, <laughs> you know, moving on. We, we've already announced the, uh, the first, you know, home game which is Inter-Miami versus LA Galaxy. That's March 14th, uh, 2.30 is where it's slated for right now. But they did release the first official game, the inaugural game for Inter-Miami. And I'll tell you what, we're going from 0 to 100 real effing quick. Good catch. We're actually uh, six minutes, a little under six minutes into this pod, and we are still clean. We are focused. Mama, mom, you can listen to this episode and be very proud of your son. Nah, they, they tuned us probably, out actually in episode four. Probably. probably Their opinion probably was so. very much discussed over Thanksgiving pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of that. Yeah, let's get far outside of that. MLS Superdraft coming up. Coming up quick. Coming it'll up be, real quick. It'll be past Christmas. It'll be past the new year. It's going to be January 9th before we know it. Uh, if you've been paying attention to either our podcast or just general Inter-Miami news, you would know that we have the number one overall pick in the MLS Super Draft. But guess what? Guess what? We also have the number three overall pick in the MLS Super Draft, acquired from FC Cincinnati after we threw them $150,000 in GAM, GAM money. I think it was worth it. General allocation money is what we mean. I, uh, hell yeah. Um, this is where the college kids are drafted, right? So it's not the expansion draft. This is the college kids. These are the young up-and-comers. Good news is Paul McDonough has quite a bit of experience in this and has picked up some studs in the past doing this. So we also have the first round pick in the fourth round. Or the the um, but number rounds number two and three we do not. We gave those away in trades to San Jose and FC Cincinnati. Uh, they will release a list of draft eligible players on December 30th after the completion of the MLS College Showcase. When was that? December 30th. December 30th for the list. January 9th for the draft. Sweet. You got your eyes on any specific players there, Jay? I know you've been doing some scouting on your own. I have. Uh, I did a bit of it. Um, I'm waiting to see the official list, but there are some, uh, you know, pretty strong names. It's just tough because, you know, I can't even like gas everyone up and act like I pay attention to to all the college ball. I will say there are some good players coming out of the ACC, yeah. uh, Florida State and Miami, where where we went to school. Uh, so we'd love to see that. But um, 
Let's see some good defenders and, and midfield in there. And I know we've been kind of – that's been the trend for us as we keep, you know, acquiring players and drafting players. You're saving up the, the big bucks for those DP spots in the front attack. Yeah. Uh, Jay and I were actually talking about that earlier here on how our excitement is through the roof on these final two DP spots. Um, obviously, we have Pellegrini right now as our third and young DP, but we do have two more spots open. And, Jay, just – just remind the, you, the the listeners here about what exactly a DP slot is. Okay, so a designated player, uh, reiterating this again, uh, the, the the maximum salary cap is 480000 and some change, a little bit over that. Uh, so a, a DP basically allows a team to bring in these big-name superstars, right? So this is really all started around David Beckham. Kind of the whole reason we're all here, because he's got that clause in there to, to exercise an option for an expansion team. But... Uh, basically, we could acquire players uh, for more than what the you know salary cap per one player would be. So just to break this down very simply, you know, four hundred eighty thousand and some change is the cap. Uh, so if we found someone that wanted you know say a million dollars per year, mm-hmm. that's obviously going to be very low. What we're going out is, is is much larger than that. But just for simple maths, it'd be one million minus the four hundred eighty and change, right? So that four hundred eighty gets you know taken into account on the salary cap hit cap hit. But the remaining amount will be paid by, you know, the, the ownership and, and management and, and all that good stuff. So it really allows you to bring in uh, much more experienced and, uh, I guess, flavorful or more desired players into the MLS as we continue to try and grow this into something that can compete with other leagues in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an asset. And, you know, there's only three spots filled. So teams have to be obviously careful with you know, who goes to those certain designated areas. And obviously you have to play your cash and your salary cap, you know, accordingly here, which is the most, you know, economical to produce the best result and talent that we possibly can on the field. Um, So thanks, Jay. Uh, That was a little bit more about DP designated players. Um, You know, again, two open spots here. And, you know, this kind of brings me to an exciting chapter. Before before we go into this, though, real quick, if we do not pick two forwards as our DP, Uh uh-huh. I would be very surprised. Will you be pissed or surprised? Uh, like, if we get a defender, I'll be upset. If we get a goalie, I'll be upset. I will. Yeah, God, I guess I'll take I mean, some stud midfielder. Like I, I know they were talking about possibly Luka Modric. I don't know if that's going to happen yet. But if we don't have a, a one really decent striker, then everything they've been building is seems to gear towards that, and everything Paul McDonough is saying seems to gear towards that. So I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I think the ninjas we discussed him last week will kind of help us in the center, but we do have the forward positions here that we still got to fill out. Um, I mean, about a little over half of our team has right now been filled. Um, we can go ahead and go over those at a little bit down the line here in the podcast, because I know that there are four new players that will be announcing new to Inter Miami here. So and one but, we called, one we called. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so you know, I know that's why y'all tune in here, and that's delivery. But Jay's right. There is only a couple of forwards right now signed to the team. Um, good ones, young ones, young but, ones, good ones. I mean, we're, we're we are building, you know, something that is going to be lasting for years. So. I mean, technically, where we are right now is Julian Carranza, who is, you know, from day one, really. Uh, Jerome Kiesewetter, who I really like. And then I, I think Pellegrini could sub in there uh, as, a, as a winger up, yeah. up front or, or maybe even as a secondary, uh, you know, forward. Um, but, I mean, he traditionally would be playing in the midfield force, I think. So, yeah, you but know. I, don't think, I don't think either of us have a doubt in our minds that those 
two spots are going to go on the attack. I do not. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I 100%. If it's a, even if they do do one as a, you know, know, quote unquote striker, uh, and one is a quote unquote, you know, midfielder, I would imagine be some sort of, you know, attacky midfielder or, or strong winger. Yeah. I mean, you know, offense pays the bills, defense win the championships, man. Yeah, it does. Uh, offense also brings the fans. Offense uh, does bring the fans, you know? uh, but you know it also brings the fans, and that's winning. And yeah. I like how we're starting off here. I mean, I'm excited. We still got another about 40% players, 45% of the players to fill out here, and we got yeah. a lot of money to spend here. So, yep. well, with- And just playing off the whole winning thing, I do want to shout out the Inter-Miami Academy U14 teams made it to the final of the ICC Futures Cup, and they had... Uh, some solid squads out there from from really around the world. Yeah, give them some more air horn. Hell yeah, you want some more? Give them some. I mean, you know, you have Barcelona, Juventus, uh, a few teams, you know, from from South America as well. I mean, it, it was just cool that we're starting to compete at a significant level, even you know, in the academy, which I think is something that is going to be very very vital, especially this region where there's so much of that Latin influence for these kids to come up and play through there. So it's good to see that taken off. I mean, take a snapshot right now. Think about the way football as we know it in South Florida is and fast forward two to five years and it's going to be completely different. Oh yeah. Oh no. It's going to, it's going to blow up. You know, as you know, as most people that we've talked to have kind of shared is that the excitement level of kind of seeing this from inception, you know, um, that actually brings me a great moment to say, if you haven't checked out the new video that was released on YouTube and Reddit and other social channels, go ahead and check it out. Exile to Expansion. Um, fantastic short little documentary about how Inter Miami really came to be regarding you know interviews with previous coaches of the Miami Fusion regarding interviews with the mayor of Miami. Um, a lot of awesome information that you know if this is something new to you or if you were just interested in learning a little bit more about your team's you know history and backgrounds. Take about 20 minutes out of your day um, and take a look at it. That yeah, was awesome. definitely. It was also in the Inter-Miami uh, fan group on Facebook. Uh, the gentleman's name is Simon uh, Larer, or Lair. Uh, hope where, I'm pronouncing that first. Where does he go to school again? Oh, you really want to do this now. Yeah. Okay, well, he... Uh, he his credit. He's a uh, student at uh, University of Miami. Uh, <sighs> go Canes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are actually uh, going to have him on the next episode. And uh, we shared that video on our Facebook today. Uh, but we will also include that in the episode link of next episode. But we're going to talk to him just to kind of, you know, about putting that project together. Very well constructed short film. Um, yeah. And he said he was a listener. So, you know, he's happy to come on board. So we look forward to uh, speaking more with him about kind of that process through his eyes. And, you know, of course, a lot of people in that documentary. You no, know? some aw- aw- awesome interviews. Yeah. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. I couldn't. Yeah, I was very impressed with it. Again, if you wanted to go ahead and view it, like we all do suggest, Go ahead and check it out, Exile to Expansion. It is posted on our Facebook page, so right there is where you can find it. Indeed, indeed. And now into the fun part, let's go over some of these new player signings. There's four, right? There are four. One we are very excited about. I mean, we're excited about them all, but one really sticks out to us. One really sticks out, but we're going to save the best for last. So, Jay, why don't you take it away with our man? Yeah, so, uh, you know, some things that we mentioned that were coming up on the uh, offseason schedule happened. One of them being stage one of the reentry draft in Inner Miami got Mickey Ambrose. Who, Mickey? Mickey Ambrose. Milky, 
Milky. Milky Milky. Milky Milky. Milky That Mickey. would be a dope nickname, actually. Milky Ambrose? Yeah. Damn. I like that. I was thinking more so. <laughs> Leroy Milky Ambrose? I don't or know. Milky Leroy? We, we One play of the with two. That a little we'll, bit. We'll, we'll dabble with it. I think there's it. some fire in there. We'll dabble <laughs> with it. But Mickey spent four seasons with the FC Dallas Academy. And then he went on to play for the University of Maryland, where he made a total of 71 appearances, tallying one goal and 15 assists, which is something that we like to see from a defender. Again, being able to go up, whether that be off a corner or a set piece, head the ball in, or if you got a dirty left foot, just just hook it on in there for us, bud. But we love to see these defenders that can score goals. Another one that we're adding to uh, our backline roster, which is building out quite nicely. But he played for the Austin Aztecs with an X, not CS, while they were playing in the Premier Development League. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean, this guy, again, you know, seems uh, like I like the pedigree. Seems I, like he's an addition to the defense backline here, like we've been adding, as you mentioned. Yeah, he did. And most recently, he was playing for Atlanta United, uh, 2017 to 2019. But 2018 and 2019, playing for Atlanta United 2, so their sub-team, and eight, 18 appearances, three goals. So that's kind of that, that, that goal number that we want to see increase, which it looks like he's definitely got potential he's got potential i mean 26 years old like you said out of texas el paso texas never been out there myself but heard it's a lovely place and he's sitting about five nine so you know some uh he, he's a piece that i think we're gonna put on the shelf a little bit see how he matures and well he's already i mean he's 26 so he's, he's you know he's, he's got the experience do you I think, think he's gonna start day one I don't know, because we do have some... It just depends. we got some young talent on the back line. we got some trades to do, too, but I think we're stacking mm-hmm. up deep mm-hmm. on defense right now. We are, we are. The other one that they got that was you know more senior was A.J. De La Garza, who is, is 32, but he spent the last three seasons with the Houston Dynamo, so also kind of coming out of that, that Texas area. Uh, but prior to that, he spent the first eight seasons with the L.A. Galaxy, actually winning three MLS Cups with them in... You know, 261 regular season appearances and 16 playoff appearances. I like that because he's going to have that experience similar to uh, the ninja himself, Lee Wynn. So they'll be able to really, you know, kind of have that senior leadership on the team. But also, you know, AJ is another defender, also 5'9". So, and interesting enough, also went to Maryland. So shout out the Terrapins. Interesting. Terps giving us some love down here in South Florida. And as Jay mentioned, that was our second a uh, new addition to the team, AJ De La Garza. Um, like Jay said, guy's been around for a while, 32 years old, been in 16 different playoff games. Um, I like the addition. Anything that we can add a little bit more experience to, I'm happy about. Guy is, like we said, 32, sitting at about 5'9", so exactly the same height as uh, Mr. Mickey. Exactly. And, and Mickey. one thing about Milky Mickey is that he also has some experience with the U.S. Uh, national organization playing for the U-17, U-18, and U-20 club. Uh, and same thing with AJ. He has experience from the U.S. national team but back in like 2012, and then he converted and, and now uh, represents Guam. So, um, you know, both those guys, though, have, have that experience uh, kind of on the big stage for us. So we definitely like to see that coming together and growing. Yeah. I mean, hey, any international experience is international experience. So I do like to see that. That is a uh, that's definitely a strong fact you just dropped on us there, bud. That's what I do. That's what I do, <laughs> Jay. Which brings us to numero tres. 
which is our boy John McCarthy. Another goalkeeper. Yeah, John, welcome to the team here, bud. Um, You are, I think, the fourth goalie on our team. Well, we have the rights to Drake, but... Uh, he's the fourth that we have here kind of stacking up. Uh, again, Jay and I don't want to give away too much thunder for our next announcement. Um, John, uh, welcome to the team. I'm not sure how long you're going to be here, bud, but you know, if you're here for the long run, you know, I may change my opinion, but it's going to depend on what you do on the field. He's got experience. He played four seasons for the Philadelphia Union, 2015 to 2018, 21 appearances. So not a ton, but, you know, last, uh, most recently for the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, in the USL uh, Championship. You know, 10 clean clean sheets over 29 appearances. Not bad, but he's not the one we're going to go with. He's not the one that we're going to go with. He is out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 6'3", goalkeeper, age 27, and like Jay said, Guy has definitely matured over his years, and we'll see if he can keep uh, doing so. Yep, yep. So let's get on to the one we're excited about. We spoke about this in the most recent episode, that this was uh, someone who was out there, who would be great if we could go out and grab, and in fact, we did. And we're talking about our boy, Luis Robles. Love it. I like Love that it. one. I like Jay, that one a lot. Jay, is this our goalkeeper from day one? This is our goalkeeper from day one. I mean, he's 35, so he's got quite a bit of experience. He played internationally a little bit uh, with Kaiser Slotum uh, and Karl Ruher. But most famously, 2012, 2019, New York Red Bulls keeper. This guy I love. This is our corner piece. This is our anchor on the back line. He's going to make this engine go. Um, He's the defender of of the entire back. He's going to have four people helping him, maybe three, but ideally four. But this guy... Is is uh he's a ball stopper, there's, which is what we're gonna need as a young team. There's a lot of players here that have been signed recently from your you know Pellegrini's even in the forefront to the Lee wins you know of the last kind of stage. But this guy, this guy was a much much needed piece of the puzzle. He's he's gonna offer some senior leadership. He's about 35 years old, out of Arizona, United States, five eleven and. Obviously, is our goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, I really like it because when we really started building this roster, it was a ton of young people, and I think some, you know, fans were concerned that hey, we might need you know some more experienced people coming in to kind of guide these, and we're slowly filling those spots out, and it seems like we're kind of adding those at all levels of play right yeah, now. You know, every level across. We're the just board. lacking it in the the attack which will be coming with one of these dp yeah, spots and that giant hole that we call a coach but you know to, to be about <laughs> yeah. that but you know as jay said you know you name one team out there that's had a successful season with a you know sub below zero performing goalkeeper and i'd be hard pressed for you to find one yeah i don't think it exists you um, know but i think that's the safest bet we've had in a while yep yep but i, I like where everything is headed right now uh, I mean, so far, you know, Fords, Julian Carranza, Jerome Kisavetter might have Mateus Pellegrini on the wing there as a secondary, you know, attacker or something like that. Midfielders, we got the hometown hero, uh, Georgia Costa, Jay Chapman, our boy David Norman Jr. David. Uh, well, I think Mateus Pellegrini would be primarily playing in the midfield, though. Uh, Victor Uyuya. Uyuya. Lee Wynn, the ninja. Uh, Louis Argudo, and then, you know, back line, Grant Lillard, the beast himself, Christian McComb, Ben Sweat, who we really like, Alvis Powell, who's a lot of potential to bounce back, uh, Milky Mickey Ambrose, AJ De La Garza, <laughs> in regards to goalkeeper, we got Ben Meredith, who, again, 
I think will be trade stock, not to you know disrespect Ben by any means. We've got the rights for Drake Calendar. We've got John McCarthy. And now we've got our boy in centerpiece, Luis Robles. Yes, I mean, Luis and Drake are probably my two goalkeepers that I like to keep an eye on. But, you know, we do need a third. Um, but again, like yeah. Jay said, you know, we obviously have, uh, you know, two more of these uh, DP slots, slots to fill here. And honestly, you know, every offseason has its bit of trades. I'd be shocked if we do not move a few pieces of the the puzzle around to help better fit our longer term vision. But I'm excited. I mean, I'd say uh, out of all three of these, or I'm sorry, four, basically four different layers of our team here, goalkeepers, defense, midfield, and attack, I got to say our defender's back line is tough right now. I, yeah, I, I like, like how that's said now. I like it a lot. And I think adding the goalkeeper to the mix is only going to help, you know, solidify that. Yep, exactly. Exactly. No, you, you hit it on the head. You hit it on the head. And, you know, it's, uh, again, it's very important for us to have this experienced goalkeeper on the initial start of this team because we want someone that's able to, to, to really you know, block shots on goal because we're a new team. We've got a lot of young players, so they've got to kind of mesh and, and, and find themselves really as a team. You know, we get Drake Calendar. We have his rise. If we you know, can solidify a contract with him, which I think there's a full potential of doing, he's still so young that mm-hmm. with, with Lewis on the team now, it'll give him more time to develop, work hand-in-hand hand with Lewis to help kind of mold this guy to be the the, the future keeper. You know? Agreed. I think that this is exactly why you bring someone like Paul onto, onto the team here, because that is visionary. That's something that he sees the potential and the ceiling of Drake. And, you know, he put a piece in front of him that not only is going to be able to perform from day one, but he's going to be a little bit of mentor to him as he continues to grow. So I think that relationship is here to stay for the next few years, which is really exciting for inner Miami fans, because I think we potentially have the goalkeeper of our future. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with this. And uh, I'm also kind of happy with some of these new names that are popping up on the player rumors who... We- you know, Inter's actually making some some solid efforts to go out and get. And, you know, one of the most recent ones was, and we've spoken about this in the past, that he kind of rejected the offer, and, and it seems like we're still pursuing him, but it's Ezequiel Palacios, and we've actually made an, an offer for, you know, the, the, him. He's just from Argentine. Uh, we are competing with, with Bayer Leverkusen, who's a great German squad. Bundesliga, obviously, a lot more. Uh, powerful than the MLS right now, but we're willing to to pay 23 million, which would shatter the MLS record transfer fee, which was previously held by Atlanta United and uh, Wait, can Ezekiel you say that Barco. One more time, we're we're looking to shatter a record, 23 million. We're looking to shatter a record forever playing a game. I love it, love it, I love it. That's that's Miami way. That is that is definitely <laughs> the uh, the Miami way. That being late, yeah, but Ezekiel which Palacios I guess fits into the mold of this whole pod here. Exactly, but... <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he's he's 21. He's a he's a, a young up and coming star at River Plate. Uh, River Plate and Boca Junior are consistently the top two teams in Argentina. We have acquired and are going after several Argentinian players. So this will tie into one of the the latter ones, which will also tie into some of these kind of the coaching situation with us. But um, I would love if we could secure this guy. It'd be great. Outside of that, just some other names that popped up. Jack Wilshire, uh, who has a pedigree from the EPL, really made a name for himself with Arsenal. But he put Inter Miami and really the rest of the MLS on red alert when he said he'd be interested in a move to the MLS. Kind of same thing with uh, Miro Mandzukic. He said he might want to try his luck in the MLS. So he's still trying to sort out a new team. But the, the good news is that 
you know, these players are starting to show more and more interest with mm-hmm. MLS, mm-hmm. which is a great sign. Uh, says a lot about the league in its entirety, the teams. And as we consistently every year try and figure out ways, whether it be raising the salary cap or working out other things internally, going with different you know strategies to acquire international stars to grow this league. Um, I mean, hats off. It's trending in the right direction. It's not an overnight thing. It will take time, but I really like you know where we're going with this. Yeah, I mean, you know, as Jay said, I mean, hats off to all the other organizations out there in the MLS that helped you know propel it to where it is today. And I think that we all kind of feel the league in its totality, you know, growing in excitement. Following, you know, you have teams like Atlanta United out there that's actually drawing more of a fan base than you know their football team is, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, given that they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago, but. The truth is, is that MLS is continuing to grow. And I think, you know, you know, really kind of up to us down here in South Florida, I think Miami is going to be that next team that has the potential to be really one of the cornerstone franchises in the MLS moving in for for the next decade. Agreed. Agreed. Some other players, you know, that have been tied as well. You know, James Rodriguez, the, uh, the young Colombian, uh, you know, really all-around striker uh, who was playing for Real Madrid. He has expressed some interest. we got Mario Balotelli, really you know, badass Italian. Uh, Falcao is even in there. I've heard Cavani might go to LA Galaxy. Suarez could then go to Inter so they could do the move together. So a lot of these names kind of stirring around. I'd say one of the more uh, serious kind of rumors or, or bids that we're making is uh, with Roger Martinez. And we're in negotiations with Roger Martinez, plays for Club America right now. He would be our, one of our DP spots. Uh, 25, so in his stride, kind of in his prime, played on you know four different continents throughout his career. Colombian International, uh, played in the 2018 World Cup, uh, 2016 Copa America. Um, and you know, I, I really, uh, I would really like to have this guy on. We will see what happens, but uh, Roger Martinez is another one that uh, we're, we're actively going after. You know, kind of in contrast to these names who are expressing interest in the MLS versus someone we're, we're actually, uh, you know, going out. But uh, you know, makes is uh, a regular, you know, key figure for uh, for Club America. So you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, he's he's won some uh, some league titles, a couple of titles. Uh, I like this guy. I like this guy. Yeah, you've been talking about him for a while, and as you said, rumor the rumor is around the water cooler is is that he is in negotiations. Which I mean, shit, that news can break pretty much at any second. That can, that can. And the other kind of two, and this is important, kind of same breath as Ezekiel Palacios being from River Plate is Sebastian Driussi and Mateus Kronovetter because a report has come out from Russia that Inter Miami has offered thirty million dollars to Zenit Saint Petersburg. Russian soccer team uh, for the rights to both Sebastian uh, Drusi and Mateus Kronovetter. Both players also played at River Plate Argentina. So we're talking about three players we're actively going after that played for River Plate. And the reason that is extremely relevant, because, you know, we'll kind of get into brief coaches again. Um, But they all played at River Plate, same place where, you know, Marcelo Gallardo was coaching. And I think if we can get these, you know, one of these two or Palacios, you know, however you want to, you know, kind of combine them, I think that would either be a great driving factor to get Marcelo Gallardo to come to Inter Miami, or if they're, which I hope they are, have been in talks with them, he's kind of guiding them in this direction, you know? Yeah, we're we're doing something in the background. That's for sure. Yeah, we are. Um, And, you know. I'd love to see that. Uh, Marcelo Gallardo would be a lovely coach to have in that same breath. 
Wait, you know, did... the coaches were, you know, supposed to be announced already. They said they've uh, identified their, their candidate and they were going to announce it soon. We're still holding our breath. Now they say the new deadline is Jan 1. You know what I say so, that is, Jay? What is that? You are fake news. All right, let's get political on the soccer podcast. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, we're on a strict uh, timeline with Inter-Miami's uh, coach announcement. We will not reveal the website until the coach is announced. Exactly. So, sorry. So make it happen. <laughs> we got to do it. I, I know they're dying for that. Uh, you know, I mean, I've seen so many coaches that they've been targeting that kind of expressed that they weren't really you know, that interested or laughed it off. Like, I know Vieira was one, but honestly, I, I wouldn't really want Vieira. Uh, well, we were talking a little bit earlier too, and we almost feel that there was a clo- a coach that was you know kind of brought to the table, handed the pen, and things might have gotten a little bit rocky towards the end of the process. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some might have fallen through, and they're, and they're trying to resolve it. I really There's hope, a lot of things we don't know. I really hope they go with Gallardo. We will see what happens. So, outside of that, other kind of big news around the club, not really like a coaching position, but uh, Marcus Jaumberg. Uh, is in talks with with Inter, and uh, one of the key positions they're looking to fill potentially with Marcus would be the director of uh, method- methodology in charge of recruitment, training, uh, and marketability of players. So Marcus Jaumberg is known in Europe football, uh, great, great talent scout and trainer. He's on the payroll of both the Swedish Football Association and June Garden, uh, June Garden, I believe, uh, a top team in the Ausfinskin League. Uh, he's credited with discovering the likes of Mohamed Bouya Touré, Oscar Pedersen, Alexander Abrahamsen, uh, who have all won championship titles in Sweden. So most recently, uh, Chernberg uh, secured the acquisition of Tim Prika and Niklas Bergmark, who both made it to the U-17 World Cup. So pretty solid uh, addition to the team if he comes on board, and it looks like he's got a good eye for you know, identifying those young up and coming players. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I mean, I, look, I think we're, it might move slower than we no, all I'm want. I'm impressed with your German. Oh, that's, that's Swedish. Oh, Swedish. Yeah, yeah, yeah Swedish. Woo. I actually watched Midsummer this week too, which is a Swedish uh, horror movie. If you like horror movies, check out Midsummer. We'll be doing that on my other podcast, The Buzz. Had to, had to, had to throw that little plug in there for The Buzz. Also on every platform, if you like horror movies and series. That's not... Parental advisory. Do not let your kids listen to that. But uh, uh, yeah, so there we are, man. Good to, good to get caught oh up. Sorry man. to make everyone wait, man. Uh, that you know, shameless. Yes, yes. Um, shameless. Sorry to make everybody. <laughs> well, on that one, dude. You're having one. I thought we were. See, after this, we're actually exchanging gifts here. We're taking off on Saturday to our respective cities again. So, cheers to you, bud. Cheers. This to is you. uh. This is a celebration, everybody out there. Um, well, you're exchanging gifts. Well, you're right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not you. So I have gifts that I brought to the gift Dude, exchange. I, I installed a whole overhead Selfish. storage, removed, redid the whole garage. You'll get a gift, but Daddy's been busy doing Daddy things. All right, Daddy. Well, oh, um, well. Whenever well, you that get sounded weird. All right. Well, it's only weird if you make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, like always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you don't follow us, go ahead and do so. Just do so. Go to Instagram. Go to it's Facebook. So easy. It, I, like we say this every week, but we made it so dang easy. 
And Jay, do we oh, actually I found another beer? You found a beer. Well, you oh, still got to no. drink the one that you opened. There you go. All right. Do, do we make it all episode? Are we explicit or are we clean? I don't think we cuss. I really don't think we. We can mark it as clean. I think it depends on what you would consider cussing as, but I think that we're right on the border. Or we might just do it explicit just to be consistent. If you're listening to this and being thinking like, no, dude, you're completely should over we cuss more? Should we just change this completely pivot and go go absolutely the other way? Oh. Hey, sneak peek, stay tuned. I don't know. I don't know about that one. But yes, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Inner Miami Podcast. Email us, Jay and Alex, at innermiamipodcast.com. Got a few exciting weeks here planned. As Jay said, we have a guest next week. After that, Simon's coming on from the video. Yes, we will have... Uh, Mr. Max Ramos going doing over. Doing a complete schedule breakdown. Yes. Uh, Jay and myself will be doing a complete report card of all the signees uh, up until the completion of the roster. Yep. We will be doing, at some point, a crossover episode with Football Miami TV with Uncle Ed and Peter Brown. Yes. Uh, awesome guys over there. Yep. And in addition, we were contacted by two... No, no, just wait. Just well, I'm not going to give the names. Okay, I'm okay, not going to give okay, the names. Okay, but we okay. were contacted by a few really awesome podcasts that are a little bit more national. And they wanted to go ahead and link up with us and do a podcast on the Inner Miami soccer team down here in South Florida. So, you know, we will be doing that over the next few months. Yeah, we're going to work that out. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll get that in place. I don't know. Why. As soon as they have some of those Three Kings beer with us... They, they'll get it. They'll get it. Wherever they're located, whatever city they are in. I'm sure they'll send them a package. That's right. We'll get it figured out. But anyway, guys, again, apologize for the uh, delay. We're going to bang some stuff out quick. Have it coming to you weekly. If not, maybe a few extra little love sessions in there. But uh, that was like a complete reference that like I don't think anybody wants to listen to. That's all right. I'm Jay Kington. And I'm Alex Papa, George. Tune in next time. Vamos, Miami. Miami.